0: Hello, welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within. I'm your host, Cindy Stewart, and each week we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you tools to help you release the Champion Within. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. Our music today is by Alexander and the Grapes. Check out their latest release, Hyperself, on iTunes. Welcome to episode seven of Unleashing the Champion Within. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to explore a subject that usually isn't touched on too much. We've spent a lot of time talking about dreaming, but today we're going to talk about resources to uh, allow your dreams to come true. Now, over the last few weeks, we've talked about discovering your inner champion, and we all have it. We are built to be a champion. And bringing clarity to your purpose. And we all want to build a life where we're doing what we love. And if you heard our interview from last week, Ross Stewart was here, and he he exuded passion. He is doing what he loves. And we want to build our lives where we do what we love. We've also talked a lot about identity and figuring out who we are, what our values are, and how does that help us make decisions for our career paths, our families, our spouses? How do we use who we are to make the right choices for our life? And how do we build uh, this greatness that we long for? You know, we all long to be great, and we don't mean that by some egocentric type thing. What we mean is we're meant to really bring value. We're meant to bring purpose while we live on this earth and we're meant to make a lasting impact and be a person that can have intimacy with one another. So we've talked about all those things and I don't know if you were able to listen or if you heard the episode of about dreaming and how do we develop dreams on a piece of paper that will become reality in our lives. And there was a dream worksheet in episode three. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and you can download the dream worksheet and it will help you begin the process of just dreaming and dreaming big. And we also had a couple of guests. I mentioned Ross Stewart and Katie Charos over the last couple of weeks that talked about how they are living their dreams and how they got there. So you can find all those episodes you've missed on my website, cindy-stewart.com on iTunes or SoundCloud, whichever one you want to do, but you know, check it out because it's important to know what you dream about and what you're passionate about. But even more important is how do you get those dreams and those passions out of your head and into your life? So I'm going to talk about a couple quick things, and then we're going to go right into resources. There are four steps in dreaming. And one of them is you have to invest in dreaming. By investing, I mean you have to spend some time dreaming about your life. If you're so busy doing things and you don't have time to reflect and evaluate and look forward, then time's going to fly right by you and you might miss it. So that's one. Think about what kind of life do you want? What kind of things can you dream about? Big, crazy dreams. You know, I want to be president of the United States. Fun dreams, I want to travel, spiritual dreams, I want to know God, I want to know who the creator is, I want to know what he has planned for me, financial dreams, there's all kinds of dreams, like I said, you can listen to episode three, but one of the other things we have to do is we have to become emotionally invested in our dreams. We have to think about what would it look like if my dream came alive today in my life? What would it feel like to know I am just living the life that I've always wanted to live? So we have to invest emotionally because we know when we invest our mind in it, when we invest our time in it, and we invest our heart in it, there is a buy-in that helps us go after it, to have a heart of pursuit, to see our dreams come alive. And then of last, of course, is to take an action step. And one of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about action steps. I love this quote from Walt Disney. He says, all dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. And I want to add this little part as I believe our dreams are just a fantasy if they are only held in our minds. So we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about taking action, expanding the dreams from our mind, and specifically putting them on a worksheet and determining what resources we need to achieve these dreams. So let's talk about resources a little bit. So what do we mean by resources? Webster defines resources as a source of supply or support and available means. So many times when we talk about resources, the first thing that comes to our mind is money. And I heard somebody say one time that if you're waiting to win the lottery to live your dream, then your mind and your body and your spirit live in poverty. Because you don't value yourself to know that whatever you can, your mind can achieve, it can conceive, it can achieve. So in order to really live a life fully you have to be willing to use your imagination to let yourself go wild and think about if I can do anything in the world you remember when we were kids we used to ask each other if you could be anything you wanted to be what would you be well I told you guys I would be a superman you know that's what I want to be I wanted to be a superhero so if you could be anything you want to be what would you what would you be if you could do anything you wanted to do what would you do would you travel around the world would you go and feed children in Africa would you paint every day would you write songs what would you do and those are the things that help stir you up inside to realize that there's a passion inside of you and there's a destiny that needs to come out and that you need to grab a hold of and say you know what I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to go for it all. So usually, like I said, when we talk about resources, we talk about money. But I'm going to talk about a couple things that are more important than money, really. it's These elements open you up for your dreams to become a reality. And there are so many resources that will enable our dreams to come alive But sometimes we just focus in on the financial side. So I think the most important resource we have is our time. It is our most valuable resource. Most of the time, we don't even realize what we spend our time doing. You think about this. uh, You know, I do coaching. And one of the first things I do with my new clients is I have them track every minute of their day for a week. And, you know, that is a pain. And especially if you're not a detailed person, that is a, a, a major pain. But what they realize is they think they have their time under control. But after they've logged it for a week, they realize they're spending their time on things they don't care about. Like, think about this. How many of you think you spent about five minutes scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or uh, uh, Snapchat and next thing you know, it's 30 minutes later or it's a half hour later? And you're doing this two or three times a day you know you've burned through hour and a half two hours four hours just by thinking oh, i'll just take a quick glance and next thing you know you're sucked into whatever the drama is on facebook and when they when my clients look at their sheets they're like oh uh i remember i was posting something because they write down what they're doing and next thing they know they've spent 25 minutes looking at their aunt sarah's postings for the last week we got to get a hold of our time because it is so valuable. And you know, when a minute passes, you can't get it back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So we want to make the best of our times. Uh, I've had one client that they thought they were working maybe about 45 hours a week, and they were working more than 50. But that extra five, ten hours just kind of melded into their entire day. And it just it ate up the time that they wanted to spend with their family, with dreaming, with whatever they wanted to do. So, you know, think about this. I want you to hear me. There's no judgment. We all choose what we want to spend our time on. Whether it's scrolling through Facebook, whether it's, you know, laying on the couch watching TV, we all choose. But what we want to do is not underestimate how much time we spend on something and I know because I do I whenever I'm going to do my post on Facebook and Instagram and all that I keep an eye on the clock and I say I only have this much time and when that clock hits that most of the time I stop every once in a while I go over but I really try to control that time and if we don't control that time then it just slips away from us. Even when, sometimes I'll be coming home and I've decided, oh, I'm gonna stop at Marshall's and just see if they have any new shoes or clothes or whatever, and, but when I get out of the car, I'll say, okay, you've got 30 minutes and that's it because I know I will rummage around for an hour and come out with nothing. So I, I try to be a lot more disciplined in my time and that's what I want you guys to think about is time is the most valuable possession you have. And you can control your time for the most part. You can choose or not choose. So I don't want us to waste away these years that we could be spending planning our dreams and pouring into our thoughts and and, and taking steps for that next one thing. You know, recently I was asked to be on the board of a company. And the first thing I said to them is, how much time would it require and what would I have to do? Because I have learned one thing. When I say yes to something, that's an automatic no to something else. So think about that. When you say yes to something, automatically that means you're saying no to something else. You said, yes, I'm going to spend my time doing this, which means if I'm doing this, I can't do that because I can't do everything. There's only twenty-five um, 24 hours in the day I almost said 25 now you can see I'm trying to stretch it here and I know for me I set a limit on how many coaching clients I have because I want to give my best to them so their investment is worth it I don't want to be stretched so thin that everybody feels like wow you know I don't really get feel like I get the fullness of her being present in my session I even silence my phone in the evenings because I don't usually take any calls in the evenings. I might look to see who called and if it's one of my kids or my family or an emergency, I'll respond. But, you know, you've got to decide when your downtime is going to be. You've got to decide how available are you going to be to people? Are you going to respond to every text you get or every Facebook update? Or are you going to be able to Turn your cell phone off, shut out all the noise, and actually take care of your time. And with taking care of your time, of course, you take care of yourself. So, you know, my challenge to you this week is spend the next week logging every minute. Everything that you do. I woke up. I got me a cup of coffee. I read for a little bit. Everything that you do. I went for a run. Write it all down went to work, went out to lunch with my friends, whatever you do, write it down and then categorize it. Okay, I've spent this much time at work, I've spent this much time reading, I've spent this much time on Facebook or whatever, you know, whatever your uh, fun little getaway is. And that way you can look and say, is this the way I wanna spend my time? Where can I create a greater margin so I have more time for what's valuable to me, what I'm dreaming about? what, what I want to do. So, so that's your challenge for this week. And it's really important because at the end of the week, once you go through it all, you may have to make some tough changes. You may be releasing some of the commitments that are good, but they're not the very best for you. So that's your challenge for this week. So that's one of the main resources is time. The other main resource is people. You know, the bottom line is, is we can't do without people. We've got to have people. And think about people who have inspired you in your life, whether it's your parents, your mom, your dad, your grandparent, a teacher, maybe a boss that you had, or someone in college, one of your professors, or even a neighbor. Think about people who have inspired you and that have influenced your life. I know one of my greatest inspirations was my mom. She was a champion for others i mean it didn't matter who they are she would always encourage she would always see their gifts and and encourage them to follow their dreams no matter what and she did that for me and my siblings and and my children when she was alive and we can learn from each other we need that opportunity to to uh, discover what others who have gone before us who have forged the path for us just think. If you want to write a book, think about the books that you write. Think about the authors that have done well. Study and learn from them. How did they do it? How did they get started? Do they have certain patterns or disciplines that they do? We learn from others. Uh, Join a uh, writing group where they write every week and then they come and they read them out loud to each other and they encourage and critique and build each other up. We need each other to accomplish things. I mean, even if we're starting our own business and it's just our own our business and we're selling, let's just say, leather goods that we made all by ourselves, we still need a customer. So we need other people. And uh, it's funny because you meet people and you think, that are successful and you think, Oh my gosh, you know, they're so successful. How did they get there? But then when you hear their story, you realize that they faced a lot of challenges. They had good days and bad days, successes and failures. And one of them I have always thought was very interesting. I've followed him a little bit was Richard Branson. You know, he is an entrepreneur. He started Virgin records, Virgin airlines, and now through his Virgin group owns 400 companies. And Forbes stated in 2017, his net worth was $4.9 billion. But here's a little info most do not know about him. He has dyslexia and had poor academic performance. And on his last day of school, his headmaster told him he would either end up in prison or become a millionaire. Well, of course, he chose even above that. He's a billionaire. But listen to his words. My interest in life comes from setting myself huge, apparently unachievable challenges. That's called dreaming, okay? Huge, apparently unachievable challenges and trying to rise above them from the perspective of wanting to live life to the fullest. I felt that I had to attempt it and you know that's really what dreaming is when we're willing to dream beyond what we're able to do ourselves and then rise up to that challenge and see how much more like his teacher said he's either going to be a prison millionaire so he rose up way past that and is a multi-billionaire. And, you know, it's so funny. He started this way by uh, doing a little magazine called Student. And he had an opportunity to interview several prominent people like Mick Jagger. And this is how he started his record company. And the name Virgin was suggested by one of his employees because they were all new at business. They didn't know anything about it. And think about his airline. Listen to this. This is how it got started. His... He started his airline during a uh, trip to Puerto Rico. His flight was canceled, so he decided to charter a plane the rest of the way and offered a ride to the other stranded passengers for a small fee in order to cover the cost. He ended up selling his record company to support his airline, Virgin Airlines. Now think about that. He saw that opportunity because he had to get there, and then he thought, why not make it available for other people? That's, he was such a high risk taker. And he set his sight on a dream and sought out the right people to help him. People are a resource we can't do without. And they are all around us. We connect to their expertise through books, podcasts, blogs. But we can discover that we have amazing people around us just by asking them questions. You know, maybe your next door neighbor runs a company. Ask him how he got started. Ask him what are some of his successes uh, that he could share with you, some tips maybe. Or maybe your other neighbor is uh, really good at design, you know, very creative. Uh, One of the people that goes to my church, she came into church the other day and I was like, oh, that's such a cute top. She goes, oh, yeah, I made it last night. I was like, really? And I found out that she is an amazing sewer. And she doesn't have to have a pattern. She designs the pattern. She does it all herself. She just says, oh, I think I would like this. And she kind of lays it all out and sews it up. I had no idea. You never know the people and the gifts and the talents around you until you ask the question. How did you get here? What do you like to do? And you can learn so much through them. And usually we always have a few just loyal supporters of what we're doing, who encourage our dreams, who encourage us to take risks, who help us to see the opportunities in front of us. So time and people, major resources for us. One of the other resources is opportunity, is being able to see an opportunity in front of you. And like we talked a little bit about Richard Branson, his flight was canceled. He needed to get there, so he chartered a plane, and the opportunity was in order to cover the cost of the plane, he offered the other stranded travelers a ride for a a small fee. That's opportunity when it presents itself, and you grab hold of that opportunity. And, of course, we know that not all opportunity turns into a big thing that next day his airline didn't start the next day but what it does it helps us to see the possibility in our dreams the possibility of how do we get there and it helps us to plant the seed lay out the plans and begin to gather the resources we need in order to see our dream come a reality and this is the part of process this is part of the process from dreaming to resources to reality you start with a dream you think about the resources that you would need for that dream and then you see the opportunities come available to make that dream come a reality it's all about being able to recognize the opportunity when it presents itself and then maximizing it like today's podcast is a perfect example I podcast because I was told I needed to. My agent from my publisher said, you need to podcast. I'm like, okay, and to write a blog and to have a website. I'm like, okay, I'm glad to do that. But when I started doing it, I realized that this was part of what I was passionate about. I love to help people. I love to help them find their fullest potential. I love to help them dream I love for them to discover their strength and be dynamic, effective leaders. I I love to see in these deep relationships with their family and their spouses and their children, and and learn how to maneuver, how to overcome the challenges of uh, relationships and people and. When your feelings are hurt or when there's misunderstanding or the inability to communicate i love to help facilitate the healing between that and give tools to help them overcome in the future and learn how to thrive in the midst of challenge and i started my podcast and my blog and my uh, website and i realized that thank you to my book agent that it was exactly the venue I needed to be able to help people reach a wider audience and it was the perfect opportunity that began for a whole different reason but it turned out to be a dreamed a dream that I dreamed that I didn't even realize it would come in this format so it was that opportunity that that opportunity that presented itself and I did it because it was a re- Requirement with my agent, but it's turned out to be this incredible, wonderful opportunity that I love to do every week. And I hope you guys love it too. Uh, it's so funny because I would have had no idea I would have been doing this. I listen to podcasts all the time, but I didn't really think that was my thing, but it obviously is. So, anyhow, it's the opportunity, it's the time, it's the people, it's the opportunity. And then I The other one is, is the courage to take risk. Now everybody has a different risk level. I call a risk risk quotient. Everybody has a different one. How much they're willing to risk. But you know, we can never accomplish our dream if we're never willing to take that first step, that first risk to get there. I read a book by John Maxwell, you know, he's like number one in leadership. And it was called Failing Forward, and it is a great book, and it teaches you how that when you take risk and fail, because we all do, if every risk we took, we never made a mistake, then we would never learn anything, but the book is about don't fall backwards, but fail forwards. Keep that momentum going, and here's, this, here's a great quote out of it. It says determining what went wrong in a situation has value. But taking that uh, analysis, another step, and figuring out how to use it to benefit you is the real difference maker when it comes to failing forward. Don't let your learning lead to knowledge. Let your learning lead to action. So when we have a misstep, we need to you know, understand what happened, but we need to also understand how do we use it in order to launch us forward or in order to be more successful in what we're doing. And when things don't go as planned, we have to figure it out. Where do we go? What do we do? How could we have prevented it? But the thing we can't do is let it paralyze us. So I'm gonna tell you this crazy story. Uh, I used to be in the travel management business and I was handling an incentive trip for a large tech company. Their top sellers and their wives got to go on this trip and all the executives and their wives went and the trip was to another country. My team and I spent about a year planning every detail down to the giveaways like when they came into their rooms they would have this you know bag full of things that they would get from t-shirts to all kinds of things theme oriented things uh, which we shipped ahead and we paid extra duty so that they would actually arrive at our location on top of that we planned all the events the parties the contests for every guest and they were staying in a five-star resort on the beach it sounds beautiful doesn't it Well, everything went well. A few minor glitches like customs confiscated some of our goodies. And I think their relatives were wearing them down the street, we saw. But we still had enough. We always sent a little extra because we knew that might happen. But the final night arrived. And we had rented a house on a top of a cliff, and it overlooked the oceans. Just close your eyes and picture that, unless you're driving. It was so beautiful. It had this huge pool with an expansive deck. It had a staff full with chefs, a wait staff, uh, just everything they could possibly need, bartenders, everything, complete opulence. The guests were in their semi-formal attire, champagne flowing freely incredible food awards you know all of these uh uh, tech guys were getting these big awards and just uh, you know it was it was absolute perfection and then it came to an end and it was time for everybody to go back to the hotel I mean we're talking about over 100 people right little did I know in the background while all this was going on my staff was working frantically to replace the transportation that had, been, that had brought everyone to the house. As it turned out, the other transport company decided to cancel because it was midnight and a holiday right at midnight, and they were going to party. So I've got over 100 people that have flown in. They've eaten, they've drank, they've had an incredible week, and there's no way to get them back to the hotel. And that house was nice, but it didn't sleep 100 people. So talk about stressed out. We were finally able to secure just a few taxis to take these people up and down the mountain. So, you know, they get like five people in the taxi. They go down the mountain. They go to the hotel, and they come back. You know it took forever. It was a nightmare. And the president was beet red, furious. And I was too at the transportation company, but he was furious at me because it was all on me. He and the rest of his executives chose to stay back and and let everyone leave and they'd be the last to leave. And so they did not get back to their hotel till like wee hours of the morning after three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was sick. I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe everything was so perfect. And, you know, we did everything to the T and everything and we couldn't believe it happened, And I thought, I will never work again." And I think the president of the tech company actually told me that too. <laughs> but the end of the story is what it got worked out, you know, in the long run, and everything, you know, the, everybody got back, everybody flew back into to the country. But the end of the story was, as I didn't really know how to fail forward. That failure was devastating. You know, there was the aftermath of meeting with the client afterwards. It was crazy. The owners of my company and it really paralyzed me for a period of time. I didn't want to make another mistake like that. So my risk, my willing to take risks dropped considerably. And the bottom line was I knew it wasn't my mistake. The hotel had secured all of our transportation, but it was still my responsibility. And I so internalized it. And I went over in my head a zillion times. Let's see, what could I have done different? What could I have done this? And it really did not bring any value to the whole situation. I think it just made me crazy. And my courage had to be rebuilt for I was willing to take risk again. Have you had yourself in a situation like that where you feel like the failure was so devastating that you've decided you just can't do it again? You're just not willing to try to risk to dream again. And sometimes we know that that the failure is perceived. It's not actually your failure, but, but because it was your responsibility, you perceive and you internalize everything. When that happens, we have to take those small steps forward one risk at a time to build our courage back up because we all have different risk levels. Obviously, Richard Branson has a much higher risk level than most of us do. He definitely has one, a bigger risk level than I do. But one thing you'll, you'll learn as you take the risk is what is the acceptable risk that fits your willingness? And once you decide that, then be willing to take each step be willing to try and even if it doesn't work learn from what you did and then do it again you know try it again get you another plan and step back out we prepare we step out and we risk and there's always benefits in the risk so as we come to the end of our episode i want to challenge you with three things specifically First of all, I want you to spend the time and log everything you do each, each minute. You know, if it's five minutes fixing your breakfast, if it's 10 minutes sitting with your coffee, reading, whatever it is, I want you to log it every single day. And when you do, I want you to put it into categories so you can see how is it I spend my time and is it worth it? Is this a good value for my time? And then if it's not cut it, eliminate it and see how much extra margin you have to plan. The second one, I want you to download that dream sheet. And if you haven't gone through and, and really dreamed big, crazy dreams, do it because it's important for you to understand what you're dreaming about, what you're passionate about in order to understand what you need. And then last of all, Take your top couple of dreams and begin to brainstorm about the resources needed for that dream to become a reality. What do you need? What kind of time do you need to invest in it? Who are the people you could actually learn from who've who've already forged that path that you could pick up, uh, glean from the top and not repeat their mistakes? You'll have your own mistakes that you'll make. And what opportunities are in front of you? Are there opportunities that are already available to you that now that you've kind of laid everything out, you'll instantly recognize them? And then discover your risk quotient. How much risk are you willing to take? How much uh, are you willing to step out? You know, some people, they're willing to go all the way out. My husband is much higher risk taker than I am. Uh, sometimes in fact, I'm like, uh, honey, I don't think we're going to do, I don't think we should do that. And he's like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like, Oh, I'm just not that high level, but he's pretty, he's pretty high level. So you have to figure out what is your level. You, you, you have to be able to be uncomfortable to take the risk. Cause if you're comfortable in everything you do, and that means you're not risking anything, but then you have to know when is too much. And you'll learn as you go, as you step in and and try it. So I want you to write these things down. There'll be some uh, uh, podcast notes at the end of the podcast that you can just click on and and download. But I want you to just go for it. Dream. Think about the resources you need and and go after that dream. Because remember, you are the best investment you can make. So until next time, have a great day and Unleash That Champion Within You. Thank you for listening today. Did you enjoy this podcast? Before you leave, take a minute and rate it on iTunes and subscribe to Unleashing the Champion Within so you won't miss an episode. You can also visit our webpage, cindy stewartcom and get your free ebook, Relational Leadership. You can contact me on my website or on my Twitter account at Stewart one on Instagram, cindy Stewart author and Facebook, Cindy Stewart Author. Until next time, remember, live your life as a champion, making every day count. Thank you.